Bruno, you had to stay behind in Arkham. You waited for the other team to get there. You retrieved the teapot. It is in a steel box in the back of the car. You were driving back with the other three agents. It's been a quiet ride. It's late at night. And not much talking, if at all. Maybe you even caught a few Zs while you were riding back to Boston. You are a little asleep, or at least half out of it. When the agent driving hits the brakes hard and goes, what the hell is going on here? It's kind of like, and look around to see what he's talking about. For it being the middle of the night, Derp headquarters is a lit. There are men, agents streaming in. It is as if everyone has been called. What the actual fuck is this shit? Oh, sorry, Father. Ah, better get inside and uh, see what's going on. And if that, he'll pull around, find a spot, and everybody gets out. The father goes and retrieves the teapot, and he says, I'll take this down to archives. I'll find you guys later to see what's going on. Is this the kind of thing where people are, like, setting up police barriers and stuff, not blocking off traffic? And It looks like it's not a public thing in Boston. It's nothing to do with the public. This is localized just to Derp HQ. For it being the middle of the night, it looks like everybody who's an agent has been called in. All the lights are on. There's just agents flooding in. There's crumbling. Some people are tired. Why are we being called in? What the hell happened? And they're just going in. It's not like it's cordoned off. It's not like people are have guns out. They just look like they're all going in, possibly to report for duty. They don't know why they're there either. Okay. Well, that's good. But yeah, I will quickly walk to go with and father splits off he enters the building you see him go down the stairs he's going down to the basement i will turn to the guy who doesn't like me like you might uh you might want to go with him just in case he'll look to agent johnson he'll nod he'll go off after the father and keep it away from agent miller just in case she's uh and i just look at the building and motion at it and he'll give you a little salute, acknowledging, all right, and he'll go and do that. After he goes a few steps away, I'm like, fucking hate that guy. Johnson goes, ah, he'll warm up to you mm, after about six months with a, on detail with him. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Hmm. Let's go see what the fuck this is. Yeah, so he'll proceed to go up the stairs. He's Looking around, trying to see what's going on, trying to figure out where to go. It's it's just chaos inside the building. People are running. Phones are ringing. All of a sudden, you will hear a man yell, Benucci, over here now. Is that my favorite person? That's your favorite person. I just stop. I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. And then I turn around and I start heading in his direction. He is standing in front of an interrogation room. Uh-huh. He looks incredibly angry. He also has a bandaged head. 
just bandaged? Like, maybe they put an ice pack on it, or is this, like, got blood seeping through it like he's been... There's a little bit of blood on it. He's got a head wound. He looks at you and goes, Get your ass in here and sit down! I look to Agent Johnson, and then I look back, like, I... Yeah, I, yeah, I. Johnson just kind of looks down, rubs his neck, and mumbles to you, "Good luck." I walk over to him, and presumably the interrogation room. As you enter it, he slams the door behind you so hard that the glass rattles in the door. You'll see a coffee mug, a syringe, and a little vial of some clear liquid you don't know, sitting on the interrogation table. You sit down right now. I want you to tell me what the hell happened in Arkham and why the hell they came back. Just start with Arkham now. So I'm going to try and slow this down. He's obviously agitated and annoyed and frustrated. I'm going to go slow. I'm going to not make any sudden movements. Looking at the syringe, does it look like it's been used, or is it, like, full of something? It does look like it's been used. The needle actually looks slightly bent, and there is still some liquid in it. But, like, the plunger's most of the way down. There's. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stand on the other side of the desk, and, like, I, uh... Roll your spot hidden. You'll see the coffee mug has a little bit of blood. It looks like on the underside of it, but it looks like maybe it's smudged up to just come up the side just a little tiny bit. But you see it. So as if, like, somebody picked it up and smashed it into somebody's head? Yep. So I'll grab the coffee cup. I'll I'll tilt it to the side, looking at the blood. Look up at Patterson. Let go of the coffee cup. You, uh... All right. Do you want like the whole thing or just like after we split up? Cause I want to know why they were interrogating Finn. Why did they have a black bag over his head? I want to know why they're screaming about the agency's been infiltrated by cultists. I want to know why I get bashed over the head with a mug and they try to stick a syringe of sodium pentothal into my neck. Because right now, They're looking at assault. They're looking at attempted murder. They're looking at kidnapping. And by God, if I can get them on treason, I will have them hung. Fuck, are they injecting you with truth serum? If I knew that, Bruno. Look, I just need to know because right now I'm gearing up. I'm going to hit every single one of their residences. At the same time, I'm getting three teams ready to go. We are calling in local police. We're going to block off this city so they can't go anywhere. I'm going to have them tonight. Now, what happened in Arkham that would make them come back with Finn bound in a hood, interrogating him in this very room, and then attack me? At this point, I will sit down. Like I, I told you about the some of the weirdness, some of the stuff with Agent Miller, and I... uh the need for Agent Johnson and his wonderful friends. So, uh, when Agent Miller was being interrogated by the police chief up there, there was some weird shit that went on, there was a gunshot, and then she was reading from a book, 
and per procedure, I separated her from the book. So, uh, when myself, Philip, and Finn were, uh, were figuring out what to do, another voice started talking with her body, like, sat up, speaking about crazy shit, including threatening her life. And then, it was behind me, but there was some weird shit that went down with Finn doing what I can only assume was magic to suck this ash guy out of her body and stick him in a teapot. A teapot which is now in the process of being delivered to, and he'll just point down, you know, when, where they put the weird shit. Kind of start rubbing his forehead and goes, ah, probably should have debunked the suspicions, but. We didn't, we didn't have, I mean, why else were we going to bring a kid into the agency? We thought he had the aptitude to, you know, use magic. As strange as, as it is to say, but we had no proof and he wasn't really showing us. The closest we ever got was when you guys were in Dunwich, but nothing concrete. You guys wouldn't actually say. So we couldn't force the issue, but. We wanted to keep him close to the agency to see if he did manifest any kind of ability so we could use it to our advantage. First of all, fuck that house. Glad I burned it down. Secondarily, I mean, that might have been a little helpful, but, you know, we deal with a lot of weird shit. Wait, are you keeping an eye on me? Think I'm going to do some weird hocus pocus shit? Bruno. Yeah. Do you really think you have the uh, mental capability of harnessing magic? I mean, and he just motions around the room. Do you think they had the capability for whatever the fuck happened here? Maybe, yeah. And I'll just start, like, waving my fingers at him, like, eh, fuck you. Ended up giving him the finger. Agent Miller, according to all accounts I've heard, was upset. But for her to go this far, to inject me, to sneak up behind me and inject me, and then, Philip, I know he's... A little out there, but for him to just physically attack me as well. And then start interrogating me, half conscious about the agency's been infiltrated by cultists. And then they point to Finn and go, he's one. What happened? Why would they think Finn's a cultist? Why do they think the agency's infiltrated by cultists? What happened? I I told you what happened, but maybe if... You guys didn't find out that he was doing magic shit. Maybe he was a cultist the whole time. I don't know. Does he go to fucking meetings or something? No, he doesn't go to any meetings. Well, you clearly know him better than I do. Where do you think they would go now? Oh, uh, that's a that's a hell of a question, isn't it? We're going to put teams together. We're going to go to Philip's house. We're going to go to Cookie's house. We're going to go to Finn's house. But do you think there's another place they may go? Do you think they'd go to your house? Do you think Cookie would take them to your families down down in Jersey? Do you, where do you think they'd go? Is there something I could roll that would give me some kind of insight into what they would do? Psychology? Unless you want to do a straight int roll. Well, first thing is, I don't think any of them have a vehicle. Is my vehicle still here? My car? Well, they drove back in a vehicle. Yeah, it was a derp vehicle. It's 
that car's missing. All right, so they have a car, mm-hmm. but they have one car, so mm-hmm. they're presumably all still together. I'm going to try and cooperate here, so I'm happy to have anybody go to my house. I won't even be there so that they can do what they got to do, just in case that's where they're headed. They had better fucking not go to my family, because I swear to God, that's not going to end well for them. But I would appreciate a phone call to the locals over there to check it out, just in case. He'll nod his head. He'll get up, go to the door, open it, talk to somebody, go back in and goes, we'll ask locals to uh, keep a car on your family's home. Thank you, sir. Bruce Galina's elbow on the table, take his hat off, just kind of run his hand through his hair. And then, like, there was, um, have you gone through his desk? No, I mean, somebody went over, looked it over. It looked pretty much the same. His historical minis are there. Doesn't look like anything's missing. All right, well, let's go fucking take an actual look then. Okay. So he says, lead the way. Go to our little office. I'll start with Finn's desk. Start tossing it. Finn's desk has reports in it, notes from cases you guys have been on. There is a uh, distinct absence of personal items. Back in the day, like months ago, he had a picture of that girlfriend of his, but since she dumped him, that's been removed. It's very much just by the book. Sure. After tossing Finn's desk, where's the book? The book? Yeah, the, the fucking book that started all this shit. They I didn't see any book. Then again, I, I was, you know, attacked uh, within seconds of uh, entering the room. So you think the book did it? You think they they read? You said Charlotte read a book. I don't think she actually read it, but like she was going to open a book. And this is like one of the one of those books. You know what I mean? Like the and I point down down to downstairs books. They at least pointing at Philip and Finn's desk. They thought it was some hot shit. There was uh. They had some letters at the exhibit that was written in Irish that uh, Mr. Fitzhume had donated. He starts walking over to Philip's desk to give that a toss. Okay. It was supposed to be valuable or some shit, but probably not like money valuable, probably like spooky shit valuable. So that could have something to do with it. I don't know if that would have some kind of... Did they tell you the name of it? No, I... I... I don't remember, and he'll kind of like start to kind of rub his head a bit. I I, I don't really remember. Something with a with a script in the name. No, um, maybe Philip mentioned something about a a book in the collection. He was gonna confiscate it. I don't remember the name. Yeah, we we had it in the in a valise, and he rolls his eyes a little bit that uh we were gonna bring back, but I didn't have it. Because we kept the book and the the guest separate, because you know weird shit. And uh, so they had the book. So maybe the so maybe it's the book. There have been cases where once people have read some tomes that they go insane, they can be driven to madness, and that would explain their actions. Perhaps it was this book, but we have to be very careful then, because we want to make sure that 
once we apprehend them, we need to secure this book so nobody else reads it. Are you tossing his desk? Philip's desk? Oh, yeah. I will care slightly in that I will get the outgoing mail tray, put it to the end of the table, take my big arm, and just... Okay. You clear off the top of the desk, the standard stuff. You start opening drawers. One drawer is locked, but there's a a letter opener if you want to uh, try to jimmy that open. Oh, oh. Doing something illegal to a friend's desk? Uh, You try to open it, it's just you just can't jimmy it at all, and then all of a sudden there's a key in uh, Patterson's hands. There are no secrets here in the agency. Yeah, so I'm saying. So you unlock it, open it up, and you will see tons of what look to be letters in envelopes addressed to one Bertram. And all the letters have different addresses, Marrakesh, Cairo, Constantinople, all of them. Istanbul, maybe by now. I don't know. And they all seem to be written by Philip to Bertram. All posted, but have never been mailed. They're sealed? They're sealed. Uh, well, how unfortunate that I happen to have a letter opener in my hand. <laughs> there are dozens, dozens of these letters. They fill this drawer. I'm just going to look at some, see if I can find one that looks maybe a little bit newer. Okay. The newest one talks about the meeting of a a new friend, which leads to much promise in an endeavor for the two of them to reunite, for Bertram and Philip to reunite. It was fortuitous that he met this individual, and it seems like they'll get along famously in just the regular wordy, flowery language of Philip. You'll see a couple other letters. One will be right after the Dunwich. He'll lament that Sam had to leave. He'll get very sorrowful in talking to Bertram. I apologize once again. I'm going to make amends. I'm going to to right this wrong. I'm I'm so sorry about what happened. I didn't want to leave you. A little further back and. You'll see letters that talk about all the cases you have been on. All addressed speaking of one friend to another. So that first letter that has mentions of meeting some new person and reuniting and shit. I will take that, be like, right to Patterson. As I start tearing into the next one and the next one and the next one. Okay, so he'll look at them and as he sees this letter and who it's addressed to, You can see in his mind, he's putting two and two together. He's not moving. Like, you hand him that letter, and you can feel something's changed in the air. And when you look at him, he's just a little paler, and you can see there's some real worry on his face. Anything else of interest that I find in his desk? You'll see case notes for Insmith. You'll see he has two sets. One he has marked as filed. And one he has marked as personal. Well, we know what's going to happen now. When you tear that open and look at it, you'll see in his field notes, he posits a theory 
that someone on the team was at fault for Mr. Ford's murder. I will hold that one in my hand for a minute, thinking back what conversation I had with Finn. And then I'd be like, there's uh, there's some deep shit going on here. And then I will hand that one to Patterson. And while he's reading through that one, I'm going to go back to Finn's desk. And I'm going to, like, hands and knees, look underneath of it, check underneath the drawers, see if there's, like, a hidden thing. Mm-hmm. He taped something to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You're looking for anything. There's nothing there. When I stand up, and presumably he's finished reading, I, uh, I had a theory that Finn did it. You had a theory that Finn did, and he's going to look at the file that you've just given him. This? You agreed with Philip? Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I had. <sighs> what? What? You? If if you suspected a team member, you would have. You should have notified me at the very least, like Philip did. I didn't know he notified you. So guess you fucking got me there. So you you suspected one of your your team members of committing murder, and you just let it go. You know, my God, you're a government agent. You're supposed to be upholding law, Bruno. I didn't think it was that difficult. I'd cross my arms. I'm like, really? Look, there's the guy there, Mr. Ford. He was doing weird stuff. Like, he's the reason that the the film on the the projector actually like did its thing, right? Yeah, that was in everybody's report, and we had Philip and I, I. I told Philip to go talk to him and see if he could convince him to come back to Boston, so we could, you know, study him, learn his ability, and try to control and contain it. Yeah. Philip said when he got there, Lyman was dead. Or Mr. Ford was dead. So, this is going to sound real bad, sir, but he was like the house. The house was something we couldn't bring back, and by accident, he almost killed two federal agents in addition to the people that he put in the hospital in Occam, and who knows what else. There's a lot of danger there. So you're saying that when you suspected a team member of committing murder, you were okay with it because you did a cost-benefit analysis? I mean, when you put it like that, it makes me sound like an asshole. The shoe fits. Yeah, well. So, there's... It was a situation that I would never want to be in again, but here we are with a guy that, by accident, almost killed, like, four people and who knows what else was going to happen. Like a spooky house. But if Philip thought that Finn did it for another reason. Could that explain why they are now treating Finn like an enemy? He shrugs, I don't know. And he goes over to Charlotte's desk. I don't know if there's much in Charlotte's desk. I think there's probably catalogs, some dresses, some movies that maybe she has circled in the paper to go see. But it's neat and it's orderly. And it's got some personal items on it, like some framed needlepoint that she's done and things like that. But it also has field notes that 
seemed to jibe with everything else in her failed notes on the Dunwich house. She writes that she does not remember anything she did to Sam. She very much follows script to what she has told all of you. And you'll watch Patterson is collecting all the Bertram envelopes. Good. Is there any uh, libraries or anything around here that might have some cultish shit in it? <laughs> libraries around here? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh, but they're not going to be open. Like that would stop them. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we have a collection here in the archive room that is restricted access, but I guarantee you, they are not in this building. Well, has anybody checked it to make sure nothing was missing? I mean, we haven't done a full inventory. It's only been about an hour, but we've done a search of the building, but I can get a full inventory of that library, see if anything's missing. Probably not a bad idea. Okay, he'll call out the office down the hall and have somebody run in and he'll whisper in his ear, tell him exactly to go do that. That guy runs off down the hall. There was a tea house that I know Philip liked. Couldn't tell you which one it is, but I'll get locals on every tea house in the city. Maybe there's a, there's one that's near a library or something. I don't know. Okay. What about, uh, what about his doctor? Is the tea house near his Doctor, has he even gone to his doctor? His doctor, doctor, doctor Kruger? Yeah. Uh, the doctor that he never saw except for one initial meeting and has been written up and reprimanded for not going to these, uh, mandated psychiatric evals? Yeah, that one. No. Nobody's, nobody's checked out. Doubt if he'd go to him, but you know what? Bruno, I'll work with you. I'll send somebody over there to double check. Grasping his straws here, so. Fine. Why don't you just come with me? We're going to get the strike plan. We're going to breach each of their homes at the same time. That's going to happen in about, probably about 45 minutes. All right. You're going to be put on a team, and I need to know that you, you can bring them in. You're not going to take their side on this. You are going to be an agent. You are going to be an agent of the government, a derp agent, and you are going to apprehend these people as if they are criminals. I just look at them a little bit like, uh, you remember when we had the whole conversation about me shooting Finn, right? Okay. You shot Finn to save him. Yeah. What else would you do to save Finn? Commit treason yourself? I mean, is he really being saved here? Like, I don't fucking know what's going on. I know you're surprised at that, but. I mean, we just got to get him in. And if it's this book, we have to contain this book. Because if it makes two agents go batshit crazy and attack me, we need to make sure it's put away somewhere safe. I agree. Because I ain't never liked knowing of that spooky shit either. I don't know if it was the book. I don't know if it was apparently Finn all along or whatever, but. You know, we should at least, like, figure it out. I don't know, maybe it was the fucking teapot. Speaking of the teapot, it's secured, the team showed up, you brought it back, and now it's being placed in archive? To my knowledge, it's secured. They, uh, like, 
they get out of the car and they went down there. Uh, and I'll give the names of the two guys. I assume they made it. I don't fucking know. No, no, no. They're they're good men. Uh, they'll they'll do it. They'll, they'll they usually get the job done. I can't help but feel targeted by that a little bit. I've never had more problems than I've had with your team. I have a, a harumph on my face about that. All right. He's going to lead you into uh, the room then, and you guys are going to be part of a strike force. He is standing in front of an interrogation room. Uh-huh. He looks incredibly angry. He also has a bandaged head. Okay. Just bandaged, like maybe they put an ice pack on it, or is this like got blood seeping through it like he's been... There's a little bit of blood on it. He's got a head wound. What? <laughs> the fuck did you guys do? <laughs> Welcome to the cleanup on aisle three. So then when we record next time, it's going to be them wherever they are, and then you wherever you are, and what happens will happen. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, you got to listen to what they did. It was just like, what the hell is going on? But I wanted to mess with you, and I wanted you to... Say, yeah, and I wanted you to give the name of the agents, and he can go, who's that? So it could be that cultist took the teapot. Oh. And I didn't. <laughs> that would have been a jerk thing to do. I mean, it <laughs> it would have made sense, because nobody um, nobody knew about the teapot. Like, the teapot wasn't a, a big thing mm-hmm. that existed, right? Like, it makes no yeah. sense for these three people to come up to New York or not to New York, but it would have because of what Finn said in the interrogation, the heightened paranoia right now, it would have made sense. But who would want the actual teapot? Because Finn told Finn told all Finn convinced Philip and cookie that the agency has cultists within it. They've been infiltrated. So that, they need the teapot because, but like they were the I got none of that because you were roboting. Oh, Finn never named which cultist sect was infiltrating. Posing as a team when really they were cultists that intercepted a message. You know, that because you called Patterson, and Patterson said, wait up there, I'll set a team. Well, if somebody was listening in, they would have gone up and intercepted and gotten you and brought it back. But I didn't. I didn't do that because I, I felt it would have been a gotcha, so I didn't do it. I mean, it also, I don't know. It, it would have been way too much for Patterson to take tonight. <laughs> it would have been way too much. Do not check fucking ID. And I believe you did check ID, but still, they could have faked it because they've infiltrated. But anyway, I don't want to get down the paranoid loop there. But, I guess yeah. we get rid of Craig now because yeah. the fuck did you guys do? Yeah, <laughs> it should bring Oz in and make him tell you what they did. But you should listen because it was 
crazy. I was just like, what? All right, let me kick Craig out of here. That's not how that works, because I don't know why Discord's fuck. Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without-a-net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we'd love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro was from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a Net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.